Shall we begin? Let's begin. This is incredible! Johnny Boss with a masterful solo goal! What a finish from Samuel Silvera! Robertson! And the Man City youngster opens the scoring. Oh, and it's Garan Kuhl, who has equalised right at the end. This is the Soccer Who's Podcast, the show all about Australian football, as we look to unearth the next generation of Socceroos who will one day wear the green and gold. Welcome back to Soccer Who's Podcast. My name is Lachlan Sands, full name check. Wow. I know, that voice you've just heard is James Jarvis. That would be me. That is your name. What's your middle name? Parker and Charles of two. Oh, fun. Uh, I, I do know you're the second James Jarvis, so you're, you're Triple J, James Jarvis Jr. It's true. Uh, that is enough about our names. The name of this podcast is the Soccer Who's Podcast. Wow. It's a show all about the future of Australian football, uh, specifically looking at the men's side. Look, at, I don't have enough time in my day to do the, both men's and women's. I know you've been playing the new EAFC game. I have been. Uh what are your thoughts on mixing the, you know... Oh, I think it's great. I love it. Uh, it adds, well, from a, just a world view perspective, yeah. I think it's a great thing. It, yeah. you know, brings great awareness to a very good quality of sport. Yeah. Um, and also it's a bit of fun, right? S- Sam Kerr on your team yet? No, I can't afford her yet. Yeah. yeah. Big, bit too big, good. Big dollar. Uh, well, that is enough about that, EAFC. We, that's not a sponsored thing. We don't, we're not sponsored, but if... You know, if someone from EA is listening to this somehow and wants to send me a copy, I won't say no. Uh, before I go anywhere, I do want to welcome James, our new overlord, specifically wow. when it comes to football, not Football Australia, the organisation, but football within Australia. One of the new big dogs, Stephen Conroy, has just been announced as a new independent, I will say independent wow. chair, which I think is a good move. It is. Uh, former, I want to say liberal senator. Uh Member of Parliament, at the very least, he spent suppo- a few years. Remember most of his political career as a senator. Uh, he supposedly is a massive football fan. Has been a big fan his whole life. Grew up in England, so we'll see how we go. These things always they start off as positive things, and hopefully this one will remain a positive. Mm. Um, I we, we don't we're not drinking from the Kool Aid of the press release, uh, and I, I don't know. I think. There's probably an understandable reason as to why I'm sceptical about Hmm. whether this will be a good move. But I want to believe that it's going to be a good move for the league. The move is clearly incentivized well, right? They've hired someone, uh, brought someone on board with their political background. Mm. And that's clearly motivated by the A-League's recently saying, for example, that they're wanting more political help, more government funding. Uh, So wouldn't be surprised if that's, you know, kind of correlated. Yes. Uh, Having the right sort of people who can, yeah, make the right sort of moves politically, and you know, call on our various governments from across the board to do the right thing. I mean, even just this week, you and I, both Brisbane Raw fans, Brisbane Raw made it an Australia Cup final. There's no suitable venue in Brisbane yep. because Suncorp are doing, I think, a good thing by you know fixing the irrigation uh, to make sure it's ready in time for. The, the A-League season. Yeah, but they just need to be somewhere else. But there's nowhere else to play the the cup and final. Then, I don't know if Suncorp would be appropriate with how massive it is. Well, yeah. We we, we clearly need at least a hundred grand seat a stadium. 
uh, <laughs> that's what you're saying, right? How yeah, massive yeah, yeah. the tournament and this yeah, occasion true, is, yeah. not how massive the stadium is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Need what I thought um, too. 120k capacity. Yeah. For when we host the World Cup final. Exactly. In 20, yeah, whatever. Because we are on Brisbane's top of the list. Yeah. Oh, we're the sporting capital of the world. And the sporting capital specifically of Australia at this point in time, because NRL and AFL, two final teams, yeah. just a little bit of a sidebar. Yeah. We do have lots to get through this show, so I shouldn't dilly-dally any further. But yes. I can already feel the, the comments of this show. If you ask a question, you know, slating us for our blatant Brisbane agenda. No, not 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 I, not me. Why would I have a blatant Brisbane agenda, uh, James? Before we go anywhere, I'm going to start a new tradition on this show, kicking things off with some fan correspondence. Just trying to, as as we talk about in the radio world, mm. just trying to engage with our P ones. Wow, the the people who listen to this show, the people who want to engage with the show, want to be part of it. So as always. I've been asking a question in the comments section. If you do listen on Spotify, Apple doesn't have this feature. I updated to iOS 17, doesn't have this feature yet. But if you listen on Spotify, uh, there is an opportunity for you to answer questions. Get involved. Get involved. Have your say on the show. And uh, let's let's check out some of the responses from the okay. last episode. Now, James, last episode, we previewed the Oli Roos Tajikistan game. Uh, the result of that game would see us qualify for the under-23 Asian Cup and in doing well in the under-23 Asian Cup would see us then qualify for the Olympics in Paris. I did just ask a simple question. Score predictions, Oli Roos, Tajikistan. Dan Zeyoung says 3-1 to the green and gold. Carlos says 3-0. Smoozy says 4-1. None of them are correct. Bit off. Bit off. It was a one-all draw. I Friend of the show, Cam Pupion. Yes. He scored a beautiful free kick from oh, out wide. Stunner. Uh, absolutely bamboozled the keeper. And then we weren't able to hold on and one-all. But it was enough of a result to get us across the line. I, I try to warn our listeners that, hey, look, Tajikistan are a quality outfit, but... No. We, I mean, that, maybe that's real. why they didn't guess 8-0, right? Yeah, yeah. We, sh- we should be beating Tajikistan by more than... Like, we should... It, it shouldn't be... a. We shouldn't walk the park necessarily. I'd I'd like to think we we would. Tajikistan are not a a horrible youth nation though. They're, I think they're a very good youth outfit because they train year around together. There, it's very much you know it's like how Vietnam yeah you know organized their youth structure, but Tajikistan have a bit better of an athlete. Yeah, I think we I think we as a nation typically underestimate, especially these um. What's the terminology? I'll, I'll call them the stands, right? Sure. You know, the stand nations, Tajikistan being one of them, Uzbekistan, those kind of nations who, they developed some really good players. Yeah. And especially in youth football, they're very, very good because they train together, they play together regularly. Uh, so a one-all result didn't really surprise me at all. I, I, I can't say I'm surprised. I guess I would like to think that we could win the game. Hmm. And like a, a three one, like that's probably what I would expect. Although I'm not surprised. Yeah, look, maybe in a decade's time when we, you know, when we start to see the effects of footballing reform, that will probably happen in the next couple of years in this country. But the way things are now, I think a one all draw is actually a fairly decent result. Okay, well, disagree, but that's that is what it is. Uh, that was, uh, I guess all we really need to say about that result. We've, we've qualified for the Asian Cup, a, a one-all draw. 
was all we needed. We've qualified through the top of the group because we won our other two group games. And hopefully, all going well, we qualify for the Olympics as well. Yeah. There we go. Well, uh, shall we go around the ground, see what's been happening in Clubland? Sounds good. James, plenty of football has been played uh, since our last episode that we recorded. Number of players to get through. So I'm going to... Here we go. Let's make, this, let's make this quick. Let's make this a little bit snappy uh, because we do have under-20s football, a, a squad that has been announced for the Marbella Week of Football kind of tournament. And and then a couple of transfers as well to get to. So I want to kick things off. Recent Socceroo hasn't actually made... We've been called up to the Socceroos. I don't know whether you call someone a Socceroo unless they've played a, a, a match... For us, what what are your what are your thoughts on that? It's it's almost like you know how you have heir apparent or yeah yeah you know premier elect for yeah. example. It's almost like Socceroo elect, right? Because yeah. yeah, not not official, but yeah, he's there. Alessandro Sicardi been called up to the squad now twice over the last two camps, uh, playing quite well for Parma at the moment, and actually got a goal against Sampdoria. One or draw, managed to to get the point for Palmer. He's playing in the second division in Italy. And James, I was thinking about this a little bit earlier today. If he continues to play well and Suta continues to miss out on minutes, I, I'm not saying we should drop Suta, but... There's a conversation to be had. I definitely think... I, like, I don't think we should drop Suta out of the squad completely, is what I should say. Yes. I think that we could drop Suta from our starting eleven because... Cam Burgess, who we'll get to in a sec, has been playing very well. Sakati continues to play very well. And I think that that could be a, a great backup pairing. And the really impressive thing about Sakati, right, is he's 19 years old. He's been slowly breaking his way into the first team over the last couple of seasons now. You know, there, there was the back end of his 17-year-old season uh, two seasons ago where he you know, came off the bench a few times, got a few starts here and there. There was last season when he was in and out of the starting lineup. And now there's this season where he's, you know, locked on starter, starting every single game for a Palmer side who's fighting for promotion. And those kind of teams are even harder for young players to break into. Often, you know, young players break into, you know, lower mid-table sides, teams that are, you know, comfortable. They're existing, right? Their main goal is to develop talent to sell on to hopefully improve and climb up the league table, this is a side fighting for promotion. So the experience is very valued here. So it speaks volumes about how good he has been for Palmer, that, you know, this young 19-year-old centre-back is a regular starter for a title potential winning side. Yeah, I mean, playing very well. Mm. And that's all you can really ask. And leading into what will be the Asian Cup, where we're needing... I would, I would love to think, and I've said this before in... You know, a couple of episodes ago, I would love to think that we are making the top four in the Asian Cup. Yeah. And and, the, not, and, and giving a good chance at winning it. The reason I think Sakati will be very valuable in that as well is his biggest skill is his ball playing ability. Mm. He's a ball playing defender. He's very comfortable with the ball at feet, holding possession and recycling possession. So against teams like Vietnam, you know, those kind of teams, they'll sit back in a low block, absorb pressure, right? That's where... Sakati will be so valuable because he'll help us build that pressure. He'll help us hold the ball. He can play passes that can break lines. So having a player like that will really help us break those kind of teams down. Well, I mentioned him just before. Cam Burgess, uh, 
His game against Blackburn, 4-3 win for Ipswich Town. Picked up an assist, so needing someone who can play a ball. Cam Burgess can do that. Uh, got an assist. Also in that game, Mas Luongo. <laughs> the absolute hero of our last Asian Cup win. He's back on the score sheet. You've called him the Asian Cup specialist. and Bring him back. If you're needing someone with experience within the side, we know that Jackson Irvine is out. And you know, that's unfortunate. I think bring someone like Maslow Wongo back into the fold. He's, he's got experience in the shirt. He could be a great option for us. At least bring some leadership to the side. We've got the chemistry uh, with Cam Burgess. He knows what it's like to play in front of him. I think there's worse shouts. And the thing is, take away experience, right? Just strip away all the context sure. of everything. Done. He's a central midfielder who is excelling and playing regular 90-minute football matches in the English Championship. Mm-hmm. That's enough to get into a soccer team. Yeah. No, Simple as that. Yeah. He deserves it on merit. Bring him back in. No, I totally agree. He's, he's playing very, very well, especially when you look at other midfield options that we have. I know that McGree's serving a slightly different role for the Socceroos, but... He's also in that same league. Yeah. He also just fits Graham Arnold's style. Mm. That's probably one of the biggest things for me is he can play that kind of shuttling role where he drops deep, he can slip out wide, he can fill that space to the fullback that the fullback leaves vacant when the fullback pushes on to provide a shield. He's very versatile like that. So I would love to see him called up for the next England camp, right? When we're playing against, um, I believe it's England and New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see him being called up into that camp, right? He doesn't need to travel either. So yep. it works for him. Uh, works for the Socceroos because they could get then extended time with yep. him uh, to reacclimate him to the squad. And, you know, with obviously Moy retiring, Rogic being in, you know, no I don't man's know land. holiday mode, you yeah. know, retiring mode, it feels like unofficial retiring mode. Uh, and He's been soft frozen. Soft frozen. <laughs> True. Uh, and then Jackson Irvine being out, you know, with quite significant ankle ligament issues. Um, thank, thank you, Astro Dev. Krustich, yeah, never really the same man after playing yeah. through injury at the World Cup and, you know, further damaging his ankle. Yeah. So He's, if you're needing... I, I think there is a lack of experience mm. when you look at that midfield and the balance of the midfield. I think he is a leader Yeah. and he would be great for our soccer as yeah. And just even as they, you know, a later choice, right? You don't need to play him regularly. I think I would much rather see Bacchus, you know, play those regular minutes at the Socceroos because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm one for the future. Yeah. I like, I love growing and developing our side. So I'd love to see Bacchus get those minutes. But Mas Longo would be a phenomenal figure in the locker room. And in the big games, much like Matt Leckie, he's one of those players that step up when it matters. Yeah, exactly. I just mentioned him, Riley McGree. Mm. Just scored against Southampton in a 2-1 win. Uh, great little goal for Middlesbrough. He seems to find the back of the net quite consistently in England when he, when he gets his opportunity. And he's done it once again. Not much else to say other than that, really. Here's something interesting to me. Okay. There is something else to Think say. Think about Riley McGree's goals. Yeah. Where does he score them from? Mostly outside the box. Coming from where is he coming from though? Oh, cutting in, cutting inside from the right wing. Yeah, he's pretty much for his most of his career plays as a left winger, mm. or left attacking midfielder. 
Why not try Sammy Silvera on the left? Well, I'm on the right cutting inside. Damn. Okay. Could be something tasty. It could be. It could be. Because evidently he likes to score from there. So maybe play him there more and he'll score more. That's true. I mean, tactical masterclass from James right there. Oh, thank you. We talk tactics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm glad that someone knows what I'm saying. So that's very good. Uh, Also, let's stay in England. Ashley Manor Brewer, unfortunately, since returning from the Socceroos, has been dropped by Charlton. Hasn't played a game since then. Yeah, hasn't. He didn't play all too well leading into um, that little Socceroos call-up. You know, conceded a few goals here and there. I didn't think, apart from that Port Vale game, which was his last game, before that wasn't all that bad. I think he was more so a product of a bad defence in front of him. Uh, And since being dropped... I mean, Charlton, they've still been conceding the goals, but their attack has picked it up, unfortunately, which reflects worse in him because, you know, the the average viewer will be like, oh, now they're winning and getting points, right? They must be down at the goalkeeper. Yeah, no, I think it's mostly the attack fixing their issues because the guy that's replaced him, uh, Harry Estead, I mean, he averages less than a save a game, so. Fair enough. Well, hopefully things change for him and we, uh, we, we see... A and B, back between the sticks. Do you expect that we might see him in this next camp, this England, New Zealand? Um, the A-League will be in swing by then, won't it? So, Joe, will it? Uh, it's close. Yeah, towards the start of the season. Yeah, so if Joe Gauchi has a couple of good games, we could see him recalled. Uh, Billa Kapic could be okay. an option as well. We do have a fair bit of... Depth, it seems like, going forward for goalkeepers. Yeah. At least a, young, promising. Yeah, yeah, which is good. Give them opportunities. Um, and let's be real, Matt Ryan's not being dropped. After the last game he played for Australia, maybe maybe a bit of a shake-up is needed. You know, just to keep him on his toes, of course. I think when you get back to serious football, yeah, he won't be dropped. But yeah, competition isn't a bad thing. Well, we'll, we'll get to Matt Ryan in just a second. We'll stay in England. Uh, Alex Robertson playing Portsmouth. Got an assist against Lincoln City in a 2-1 win. He's really shining in this lone stint at at uh, Portsmouth, I was going to say. Uh, yeah, doing so, so well. I think we are saying before we started recording, he's one of those players that obviously the lone stint he had in Scotland, not good. Came back to Manchester City, was playing back in their kind of youth ranks. Got a couple of opportunities with the senior side, at least on the bench, on the bench, and they've gone, hey, we'll send you out and load again, and he's really taken this opportunity by the scruff of the neck, and the Portsmouth fans are loving him. Yeah, oh, he's phenomenal, right? He's everything that a football fan loves: attacking, direct, smart, creative. You know, never say die. He's got that, mm. you know, he's got that Aussie DNA in him yeah. uh, that he'll never say die, and he'll always, you know, be up for a good fight. Um, Figuratively speaking, of course. Um, probably literally as well, actually looking at his debut game. Um, yeah. Green and gold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, as we said before the recording, and I'll say it again because you know, now we're it's, it's recording. Worth, it's, it's worth yeah, bringing... it's more. It's more relevant now. Yeah. Um, so often you see these young players, and this goes for Cam Pupion, on their first loan stint struggle, right? Hmm. Because it's a big adaption. You know, new club, senior men's football regularly. Um, that's a very big change especially for young players. So they mm. struggle. And then what happens? They usually go back to the parent club. Usually it's for, you know, just 
six to ten weeks. Uh, it's just a really short one, usually at the start of the season, in pre-season and that, and then maybe a few weeks at the start of the season or, you know, they get recalled early and yep. it's the back end of the season like Alex Robertson's was. But the back of the parent club, they take all that they've learned from that last loan stint and really apply it and they start to get appearances that kind of break, semi-breaks through. Uh, and then they go out for another loan stint for regular football and that's when they put it together, really, if they're going to end up being a, you know, a player. Of yeah. that level. Uh, and that's what we're seeing with Alex Robinson right now. He's put those pieces together. He's figured it out. And he is playing phenomenally for Portsmouth, who, you know, uh, and now, uh, you know, they're a promotion threat, right? Yeah. They're, they're up there. They're top of the league, you know, after nine games with 19 points. And it's not out of the equation that, you know, I think there's one of two worlds that happen here. Portsmouth bring him back next year, maybe permanently. Right, and they look to buy him for a few million pounds because that's probably what it'll end up going for. Um, they bring him back on another loan. Wouldn't be surprised also to see Man City bring him in as a player yeah. and play him regularly because that's one thing that Pep does, right? He brings in players and he plays them and he's bold with it. So uh, it's really exciting times and I'm really excited to see how he continues to kick on because I really don't believe this is a purple batch. I think this is just how good he is and he's yeah. a one of the best midfielders in all of League One. And I've watched my fair share of League One. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, another League One player, also an Aussie who spent a fair bit of time on loan, Caleb Watts scored match winner, match winner, I should say, uh, against Cheltenham Town. He's playing at Exeter City. Uh, Cheltenham Town is Camp Upion's side. So there you go. he's getting a, uh, getting a couple of bench minutes here and there. But as you said, still establishing himself at a new side out on loan. But great to see Caleb Watts, a player who has had questionable runs of form out on loan and really just needs to find that consistency. Yeah, I mean, he had a tough loan stint at Crawling Town, classic first loan stint, right? And then Morecambe last season, where he was there for a whole season. Uh, he played regularly. He had some good moments, uh, but also some bad moments. And part of that is he was in a relegation threat inside. And it's really hard for young players sometimes, especially creative midfielders like him, to tick in relegation threat insides. Uh, because relegation sides aren't it's hard. really playing creative football. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So it's hard for him to develop. So it's good to see that, you know, he's being picked up by another side, this time on a permanent uh, in Exeter, uh, in League One again. And. He's in a side that's actually vying for promotion and he's been given a few opportunities and he's been playing well. So it shows that fit is the most important thing in football and it's good to see that a player of Caleb Watts' ability has found a good fit now for his ability level but also his skill set. And I'm really excited to see how it kicks on because I think this is going to be a really good bounce back year for him. Lastly in England, a little bit of a shout out. He's come back from an injury and he's finally getting well he's needing to establish himself back in the side even though he is a solid solid defender but Jay Rich Bagalou picked up a red card uh, for Accrington Stanley in uh, League 2 so it happens it happens yeah, it's what happens when you're a big defender like him yeah he'll he'll be back I mean now we're clearly diving definitely no. wasn't a bad tackle no not not yeah. at all not at all hey should we move across to the Netherlands we're just speaking about Ashley Maynard Brewer and the fact that Matt Ryan's probably not going to lose his spot. He's been playing well since his move to Alkmaar. And, uh, once again, 3-0 win, clean sheet he had against Zwolle. And he's just, I think he's found his level at this point in time. 
Yeah, and it's always a nice thing for a goalkeeper to find their level, right? Uh, and play regular football is probably the most important thing because he had moments of brilliance at you know clubs of a high status like Brighton, even an Arsenal little stint. I, I thought he did well at at, uh, at well at Brighton, but also at Arsenal. I didn't think that he did all too wrong in the games he played at Arsenal. Yeah, look, he has a few problems with his distribution. Yeah, but uh, which at the highest level is an issue. I, I guess. Maybe for the standard that Arsenal were at at that point in time, Arsenal have have clearly come leaps and bounds since then. But yeah, you know, I thought he did himself proud. No, in terms of shot stopping, he's one of the better goalkeepers you know in world football generally, right? Mm. Uh, he's you know definitely in the top one percent of professionals out there in mm. terms of shot stopping. Is his distribution as a goalkeeper that really cuts him off from those top top jobs, right? Yeah. Uh, but at AZ Alkmaar now, and he he's playing well. It's been really good to see. Um, him just playing regular football, right, in a side that's vying for the league title. Yeah. Uh, Ajax not really in the picture this year. It's, okay. I don't know if you want to look up the news, but n- some not very happy fans treating their facilities not very nicely. Uh, but, hey. I, I, I can't say I'm across that information, uh, across that news, but... But, hey, we're a fan of Matty Ryan, and he's been playing really yeah. well for them, um, keeping a spot in between the sticks. And it's good to see him bounce back after, to be honest, a bit of a howler. Yeah. Yeah, not a great performance, I don't think, against Mexico. But when you don't have... Sorry, I should rephrase that. When the national team manager doesn't pick the second best goalkeeper and actually provides composition (laughs) for the the number one shot stopper, then maybe the idea of picking youth will pay off in the long run. But I think there's a certain goalkeeper in Japan who could actually challenge Matt Ryan where he's at right now. Yeah, especially after, you know, those kind of games that he had for national side. And, yeah, I mean, he had a bit of a howler recently for club side in European football. But, yeah. well, hey, it's good to see them at least playing regularly and bouncing back from bad results. Yeah. Uh, also in also in Netherlands, uh, Garang Kowal scored his first goal. I think we, we reposted it is the official terminology on, on X slash Twitter. Ugh. I know. Yeah. Uh, but absolute great finish, a great awareness positionally to to put himself, you know, where he was, and then beautiful curler, top right hand corner. He he knows how to score a great goal. He does. Like, he, does maybe, he doesn't score a bad goal, does he? Well, I mean, I'm sure you could go through his catalogue and say that was a, an interesting goal. But yeah, knows how to score a great goal. Not quite Iron Kunda level absolute freaky goals, but Still great to see. And what a confidence builder that'll be for him. Oh, yeah. And he's the most important thing, he's playing regularly and he's starting regularly, right? Yeah. He's found a lone team that believe in him. Yeah, they're relegation favourites, but, you know, that... They hey, at work. least he's a favourite, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, But, I mean, I think, you know, the um, Volendam fans kind of expected that, right? Mm. They probably are just happy to be in the Eredivisie. You know, it's one of those things where... You know, them as a club, they've, I think never, last season was their first year ever in the Eredivisie, right? They've only just made it mm. um, pretty much their entire time in the second tier. So they're just enjoying their time here and they're playing some attacking football. Grant Qualls running into space. They're loving it. He's developing. He's loving it. Their Twitter, their ex, sorry, is loving it <laughs> and getting all the engagement, calling him, you know, star boy in that. Yeah. So, it's good times, and most of all, Grant Crawl is playing regularly and developing well. Maybe, I'm not suggesting that Matt Ryan should match fix, but maybe when they play one another, 
Matt Ryan could let one and two through. Just yeah. oh, he got a hat trick. Oh. At least we won four three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be uh, clever, but also not allowed. So we don't condone match fixing. We're actually we're one of the few podcasts I think that don't condone it. It's true. We're we're pretty anti match fixing. Uh, James moving across to France. Motore, another promising youngster. He's now at Paris FC, not to be confused with Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, he's picked up a goal against Amiens in a 3-0 win. I think also yellow card as well, but that doesn't really... Yeah, semantics. Yeah, it's, a, it's a yellow card, but a, a, a nice little goal for him. Once again, trying to establish himself in a new team in a side that historically means a lot to the people of Paris. And... They're the team in Paris, all things considered. I'll be in Paris, actually, towards the end of the year. So maybe I'll try and catch a game. There you go. See the the star in the flesh. I mean, yes, see him. I think if there's one game, one side to see in Paris, it's definitely Paris FC. I don't know why you go to any other. It's like if you go to Manchester, you're going to see Manchester United, right? Not the other team. I'm not seeing either of them. Yeah, fair. Yeah. but yeah, it, it's exciting. Oh, good to see him, you know, breaking into another side. He's had limited minutes so far in his loan stint. I uh, backed it up with a short six-minute stint. Uh, but hey, he's playing football, you know, three games so far. Uh, goal, good to see. And that's really the big thing for him on this loan move, to have good experience, try his best to crack into the team, have good games when he's on there, when he's on the pitch. He's off the pitch, continue to work hard and, and those opportunities. It's that first loan move, right? So it's going to take time. Don't expect the world from him. Uh, but celebrate these moments where he starts, he gets minutes, and he gets a goal. James, I'm just looking at our run sheet, and I can't believe that I've missed this player. In our conversation just before, when we're talking about centre-backs, we're talking about Sakati, we're talking about Burgess. We've mentioned him, I think, every other time we've talked about centre-backs, but Alex Grant, once oh. again, playing well in Korea. Picking up clean sheets, left, right, center. Absolute solid, solid defender. Alex Grant, Cam Burgess, Sakati, you know, those are th- probably our three best performing center backs at the moment. Yeah, right? Rolls has been very good as well yeah. in Scotland. And I think there you go, there's your four. Okay, so maybe there is a case to say that, no, Graham Arnold likes to take five center backs. True, suits are in. Five. <laughs> there Done. You go. We're, Easy. We're sorted. Uh, anything else you want to say about Grant? I mean, oh. It's been said, right? He's yeah. good. He's solid. He's playing well still. Uh, he's, you know, in Asian Champions League as well. Uh, I mean, classic Asian Champions League. The best sides obviously play the B team. Sorry, he played 30 minutes off the bench. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, that's how it goes. But he's been one of the best. Such a strange competition. And now that you've got Saudi Arabian sides just like, you know. Losing. Yeah, it's it's strange. It's a Yeah, weird it's a weird comp. one. Uh, hopefully people start to take it seriously though. Mm. That's, I think my hope. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's been the best center back in Korea for, you know, two seasons, three seasons now. Um, definitely two seasons, the best center back in all of Korea. So it's a wonder he hasn't had a cap, but Alex Grant continues being Alex Grant, which is a phenomenal footballer. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal footballers continuing, uh, Liam Chipperfield one for the future, but played 90 minutes in a three nil cup set. Against Grasshopper. Very interestingly, that is the side that Almabil. And I believe there's another young Australian within that side. There is. Eluding my memory right now. But yes, Almabil's side, you know, a cup set. Liam Liam Chipperfield, son of 
the other Scott Chipperfield. I was going to say son of Liam Chipperfield, but no, that's Paul Oakland. Yeah, that's and Paul Clark Oakland. Paul Oakland that has the, yeah. the the double. But yeah, Liam Chipperfield, great great young player, one for the future. Yeah, um, really exciting. He's also had a couple of goals so far at his new club. Uh, mm. So I mean, he's playing regular football yep. um, when he's not starting. He's coming off the bench and he's playing, you know, a good twenty minutes, half hour every single game. So. When you're a young player breaking through for, into a first team for the first time, that's very normal and very exciting. And he, he's a, definitely a high potential player. It's a bit disappointing to see him you know, not get a call up to the uh, Australian under-20 side. Yeah, um, I don't know whether that's a... He respectfully declined uh, because he still wants to represent Switzerland. Mm. Um, or if that's a... He wasn't offered... Uh, don't know. I don't have the news on that, but I would hope that you know he was approached and at least you know yeah. asked if he would like to play. I mean, he is beating sides where a Socceroos. Ro- I'll call him a rotation player. He's not a he's not a staple within the Socceroos side, but I mean, he's knocking out Almabil out of the cup. You know what I mean? Yeah, I he mean, should be yeah there or thereabouts. Yeah, it's a bit weird that he hasn't, you know. Featured. At the very least, in a like not not for the Socceroos, I'm saying, but at least for the under twenty threes, the under twenties, he should be there. Yeah, if he wants to play for Australia, mm. he should, I mean, they should be offering him every opportunity they get. Yeah, uh, in Scotland, Lewis Miller scoring a goal against St Johnston in a two 0 win. Yeah, he's been really good. Uh really, really good, especially since the hiring of the honorary Australian Montgomery. Yes, yes. So. Good to see Lewis Miller. He, he would have played under Montgomery, right? Uh, yeah, he would have, yeah. At, at Central Coast? Yeah, 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 he would have. I mean, that's the only reason that Montgomery took the job, yeah, right? Yeah, the he, yeah, yeah. He he missed lit, uh, Lewis Miller so much. Mm. But, yeah, Lewis Miller, he's put it all together. You know, had a start, a fairly rough first season. Um, didn't really feature all that much. Struggled to break into the team. But now he's in the team and he's playing phenomenal football. Because Montgomery's figured out, you want to play attacking football in Scotland. It's, yeah. it's wild stuff playing attacking football yeah. in Scotland. So it's good to see an attacking right back be used as an attacking right back and Scottish fans realising, wow, that's useful to have an attacking right back. It is. So he's in playing really well. And between him and Ryan Strain, I think those are your two right backs of the Socceroos, especially right now. Um, both goal scoring form and both playing really well. There's a nice little transition by you. Uh, Ryan Strain also scoring against Hearts, 1 0 win. St. Mirren? Yeah, it's a bit of a show of dominance by Ryan Strain almost, especially considering the uh, Hearts right back of choice. Mm. Um, you know, starting a- and then getting hooked at half time. Yeah. Poor, poor, poor performance. Um, not great. Won't say his name. Um, I, I will. It's Nathaniel Atkinson. Not really kicking on all that well for Hearts right now. Uh, who is kicking on well for Hearts? His roles has been very solid for Hearts. And Joinhoff is really imp- impressed for Hearts when he's been coming off the bench. He actually started this game as well. So okay. in place of Devlin, who was played in a more advanced role, um, trying to use his box-to-box capabilities, didn't really work uh, because they're you know, trying to find a space for Benny Banningham. But I'll bang me, however you say it. But look... Hearts are definitely in need of a new manager to fix out this situation because it, it hasn't been pretty of late, but at least the Australians have been, apart from Atkinson, looking very solid. Could we maybe see someone like Kevin Musket make the move over to Scotland as well? Uh, I think Kevin Musket probably has his eyes on something a bit higher. Okay. At, at least not just referring to Scotland, but Hearts. Okay. Um, 
you know, he, I think if Rangers or Celtic take, come calling, he accepts that. Uh, but he'll probably look for a team that, you know, is in and around European places. Yeah, that's yeah, fair enough. Well, I think that's everyone going around the grounds. Shall we chat about this under-20 squad that has just been announced uh, by Trevor Morgan? There was one player you missed. Oh. I think it's worth a quick mention. Okay. John Boss, back from appendix surgery. Oh, true. Very true. Welcome back, John. Welcome back. Hopefully we'll see him. We will see him most likely in this next window. Yeah, I mean, we unfortunately didn't see him against Aiden O'Neill because he's been dropped. Mm. But hey. Well, another little cheeky mention there. I see what you did there. Yeah. Let's get into this under-20 squad. James, just this week, Trevor Morgan, one of our the staples of youth coaching within Australia, has named a 23-man squad to head to the Marbella Week of Football. To take on France, Netherlands, and Denmark. That sounds near identical to a number of our senior men's World Cup groups in the past. We have actually played all those sides in the World Cup. Yeah, it's almost like we're just destined to always play France or Denmark. Yeah. It's, it's every and they, and every international a, tournament, yeah. we have France or Denmark. Oh, it's a good matchup to see how we're going against yeah. their, their youth sides and then their, their senior sides and how we develop players. But I'm... As we've done previously, I'll, I'll quickly go through the squad. A couple of new players haven't been involved in, in Aussie squads before. And as always, a, a couple of staples. Uh, if you want to give some insight as, as I go along, we'll make our way through the position. So uh, starting in goals, Stephen Hall, yeah. Anthony Pavlicic, and Max oh. Vitulli. I think most notably, Pavlicic at, at Bayern Munich. Who? Uh, P- Pavlicic? No, Bayern Munich. Who, who are they? Oh, Little, little German side. You might have heard okay. of them before. Uh, Max Vitulli at Aalborg in Denmark. Mm. And Stephen Hall at Adelaide United. So yeah. nothing to nothing to complain about. But yeah. I, you'd Pavlicic definitely a starter. You'd, you'd imagine Pavlicic is Future starting. Future Socceroo probably as well. Yeah, so yeah, we're expected to see uh, Pavlicic. There is a tight turnaround between two of the games. So we might see a little bit of rotation. Yeah, hopefully Bartuli. Yeah, I'll, I'd be keen to see a bit of him. Yeah, so we, the first two games between France and then the Ned, Netherlands game, two game, t- two day, I should say, turnaround. So, uh, yeah, likely we'll see maybe two kind of preferred sides with a little bit of rotation. Uh, defenders, I'll just group them all together. So we got Liam Bonatig at Celtic, just made the move actually uh, mm-hmm. from Western City Wanderers, cancelled his contract with them, and and it's gone over to Celtic. We'll chat about that maybe in a little. Second, uh, Sebastian Esposito at Melbourne City, Josh Insera, Victory, Franco Lino at Victory, Zach Liso Logiski. I think I'm saying that correctly. Zach, please reach out if I've butchered your name. Uh, he is at Western United, Max Middleby at Central Coast, Bailey O'Neill, Adelaide United, and Harrison Shillington, Melbourne City. So that's a mouthful, isn't it? Harrison Shillington. Yeah, it's Harry Shillington. Yeah, okay. Harrison Shillington. Well, okay. It was very brutal. Yeah. I, I, he probably goes by Harry, but on the yeah. press release... It's true. Uh, the official press release, which I is think it's the how N I'm listing the names. Close to each other. Mm, I'm, I'm reading these names as they are written and provided to us by Football Australia. Uh, a nice little A-Leagues contingent defensively. Yeah, I'm keen to see how Liam Bolletic goes. He's been very impressive as of late, developing really well. Hence why, you know, Celtic picked him up, so... Mm-hmm. That's exciting. I'm a big fan of Esposito as well. Not just because of the potential chance, because his name sounds like Despacito. Stop. That 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 song is like three, four, five years old. 
I mean, most football chants are at least 20 years old, the good ones. Yeah, okay. So in 15 years' time... Yeah, when he's at the peak of his, you know, legend status. Yeah. There you go. Okay, that makes sense. I like your, your forward thinking right there. Welcome. And I'm also keen to see Frank Lino. He's had a really good um, Australia Cup run with Melbourne Victory uh, yep. when they were in the Cup and good preseason as well. So I'm hoping actually he makes a breakthrough at A-League level as well because he's doing really well. Well, I mean, a good... An actual a, victory product as well. Yeah, a good showing here would help him, no doubt, I imagine. Uh, in midfield, Alexander Badalato, Franz Deli. Sounds like a... a a deli. Um, <laughs> that, that's good from you, mate. Franz Deli, MacArthur, Paul Ocon Engskler at Benfica, Zane Ooh. Schreiber at Melbourne City, Rawley St. John at Stuttgart, Reese Yuley at KVC Westerlo, where uh, Jordy Boss is. That's right. Uh, Marcus Eunice, Western Sydney. So some, some decent little players in yeah. there. Some interesting categorization as well, because I'd call some of them more wingers, pulling yeah. out the attack kind of um, area, you know. But but hey, anyway, um, yeah, Paul Ocon, star boy of this team, mm. right? Potential Socceroo, potential superstar Socceroo, uh, developing really really well over at Benfica, this yep. little known club in Portugal. Don't know yep. if you've heard of them. Uh, they've produced one or two people, I think. Yeah, I'm also like Badalato. Uh, yep. I don't know if he's going to be Socceroo's quality um, long term. He's he's a lot like Aiden O'Neill for me, where he could play you know a few good games for the Socceroos. Have a little stint there, but he'll just be a quality career player, I think. Um, I also just like the way he plays football. Mm. It's nice. Just good, smart, possession-based football, which I appreciate. Yep. Uh, then Marcus Eunice and Reese Yuli, I'm big fan of. Very good players, um, very creative, uh, and can drift in the half space really well and cause a lot of issues. Yeah. Uh, finally, the, I guess the attackers or the attacking-minded players, at least some of them... At le- if that's how you want to define it, James. Bailey Brantman at Central Coast. Max Caputo at Melbourne City returns. Luka Jovanovic returns at Adelaide United. Matteo Mazzone at Eintracht Frankfurt. And Thomas Waddingham. Hey, Brisbane Raw. Brisbane Raw player. That's nice. It's nice for us. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to play. Um, no. Because he's kind of stuck behind three sensational strikers. Yeah. Max Caputo, Luka Jovanovic, and Matteo Mazzone. Um, Mazzone can play on the wing as well. I think this is Thomas's. This would be Tom's like first call up to a to a U side. I, I, I don't. He may have had one previous one in a at a lower level. He scored at least three and three in the last in his uh, Australia Cup. So he's he's he's, he's, in de- form. he's developing very well yeah. as well. That's probably the biggest thing. He's just developing well. He's been given opportunity, developing well. So good to see him get a call up. Um, and he's definitely one to watch this A League season. Uh, much like uh, I mentioned. Badalato before fits in a similar kind of vein for me, uh, but for me the big name here is Max Caputo. Uh, people will probably look at Matteo Mazzone on today at Frankfurt. You know, very good side recognition value, and I think he will be a very good footballer for the Socceroos. But I think Max Caputo has, to be honest, he long term could be up there with Grant Quall and Aaron Kunda in terms of development. That's how talented this young kid is. So really excited to see him at this camp, and I want to see him really have a breakout star A-League season and play regularly. Yeah, a couple of really promising players there. And I know we've said before about this upcoming A-League season, especially when you look at the attacking options. But you have the likes of Adam Taggart. You have the likes of Jamie McLaren. You have the likes of Alu Kowal. 
And then there's some really promising up-and-coming strikers as well. We have so much attacking promise within the A-Leagues, and that's something that hopefully you know, they'll be able to promote this season is just how good we could have it in, in years to come, and, and this is where soccer is a mate. Yeah, you know what, Lachlan? Something fun for next week's episode. Yeah. Let's do a breakout 11 of players, teenagers... That could break into the A-Leagues this season, could have breakout seasons. And I'm wondering, listeners at home, who would you put in your breakout Ooh, 11? Oh, is this, is this your question of the week, James? This is my question gonna, of the week. You're going to throw below the Spotify yeah. episode. Who, who would you, what's the first name on your breakout 11 team sheet for the A-Leagues this season? I like it. That's you're, You might be asking a lot of people already, but hey, I'm, I'm on board with that. Uh, I want to quickly mention before we wrap up this episode... There have been a couple of transfers. Nothing too crazy. The transfer windows have kind of wrapped up, but there's been a couple of couple of moves that I think are worth noting. So let's get into that. Firstly, friend of the show, Jordan Courtney Perkins, has signed for Sydney FC. So he's... Makes me sad. Yeah. As a Brisbane Raw fan. Yeah. But the Socceroos fan and Jordan Courtney Perkins fan could not be more excited. Yeah. Phenomenal fit. I think it'll be, it'll be really good for him. He came off the bench... Uh, in their win against Melbourne City in the Australia Cup. He'll be competing with Joel King, I think, for a left-back. Really? Well, uh, unless they play him at left-centre-back. I'd love to see him at left-centre-back with Rodwell. I think that would be so nice. I think that would be good, but I wouldn't be surprised if Corica uses him as a left-back option. Yeah. He, he does have that versatility. Or three-back. I mean, He's that, capable of playing a wide-centre-back role. That could also work. But so, I'd love to see him next to Rodwell. I think that would be a really good centre-back partnership. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll learn lots from Rodwell as well while he's there. I just I just get a bit of a gut feeling that he's going to use him as a backup to, to Joel King. Well, he's better than Joel King, so... Well, that's... Hey, I, I agree with you. But, uh, yeah, Jordan Courtney Perkins has made the move. It's a three-year deal, I believe. Good deal for Sydney because transfer value is in that. Yeah, I think that a solid season or two and they can make a little transfer fee out of him. For sure. Yeah. And I love that to see that A-League clubs are signing these younger players to longer term deals now to secure, mm. you know, transfer generation yep. in the long run. So I think it's a really good sign of where the A-Leagues is going and the health of our transfer economy currently. Speaking of young players, maybe not a good move financially for an A-League club. Louis de Rigo released and is now has made the move to Poland. Yeah. Well, not not released. Kind well, of left on not, a free. He left yeah. on a free. Yeah. It's not like Adelaide cut him. <laughs> yeah, but not re-signed. Left on yeah. a free. Sure. Uh, he's now at Lechia Gdansk in Poland. So making uh, the the switch, I guess, with Jordan Courtney Perkins switching Polish uh, for Australia. And yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen how how we go. It's it's very much a I'm betting on myself move. Yeah. And club he's moved to, second tier, uh, but very much a fallen giant mm. Polish football. Uh, could, you know, grow with them and grow into a European-level footballer with them. And that's probably what he's got in the back of his mind. This is a side that's going to provide promotion. I can come into that starting eleven. I can earn that starting eleven spot. I can get promoted with them. Then I can push on with them for potentially European football places. And then sky's the limit from there yeah. in terms of my career. So... It's nice seeing an Australian footballer bet on themselves in this way. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited to see how it pans out because I think Louis Dorigo is a very good footballer that has been 
almost underutilized and misused at Adelaide over the mm. years. Yeah, I mean, we we know how difficult moving to Poland is, like especially if it's big big change, big change. Obviously, way different to Australia, but then all you've got the cultural and the language barrier to break down as well. So I'm hoping for his sake, you know, it's not as much of a transition as it has been for other players. But if I know anyone that can do it, I think Louis Dorigo can can do that. He's he's very good. He's I think a, a soccer is potential player. I agree. So hopefully for his sake, yeah, we, we see him taking that side back up to the top flight in Poland. For sure. Finally, we did just mention him uh, in the under-20 squad, but Liam Bonatig, he has made the move to Celtic. Very interestingly, not the first player to have moved from Western Sydney Wanderers after they didn't want to, I, I, I guess... It was a contract breakdown, right? There was Yeah. I mean, he wanted to go on trial with Celtic because Celtic offered trial. Sydney said, Western Sydney said, no, you're mm. contracted to us. We want you to stay and prepare uh, for this A-League season because you're in our plans this year as a, you know, rotational to starting player. Yeah, centre-back. And he said, no, I've got a great opportunity. I want to go. They disagreed. He's like, okay, nope, see ya, bye. I'm not going to on my contract. Left. Sydney like, okay. And he goes to Celtic. Um, so it's, you know, a bit, a bit of a dicey situation there, um, legally speaking as well. I yep. believe you can't just cancel a contract, obviously, but it sounds like he, you know, either he or Celtic paid out the remainder of his contract. Okay. Um, and he was on a scholarship deal. So I can't imagine it would be, you know, significant yeah. money. To Domino's s- Pizza. Yeah. You know, you know, whatever he's on, probably, you know, few hundred a week, right, yeah. that Celtic or he have paid out mm. um, or, you know, he paid out because I mean, it's it, it's his a, own contract and yeah. Celtic gave him that exact amount as a signing on bonus, yeah. right? It's a bit it's of a gamble, right? He's he's also taking a little bit of a bet going, hey, no, I think I, I can make it at Celtic and, I mean, it, it hopefully will work out for him. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's a good move. He's played in the Youth Champions League for them and played pretty darn well, so... It's a it's a good move. He's probably looking at um the move that Donald made over to Fulham, and he's been playing really well and transitioned really naturally um, as a you know big strong lad into their Premier League two side, and he's better on himself because Britain's a great place for a uh, not so much our speedy technical players to transition to, yep. but our stronger, sturdier, you know, disciplined players to transition to. As we've seen with you know. Devlin is a prime example of that transitioning really well over to Scotland. And I think he's betting on himself saying, look, I'm a big, strong player as well. Very disciplined, good centre-back. I can make that move and I can do a similar kind of thing. There you go. Well, that'll be it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining. As James asked for before, if you have a breakout squad, a breakout 11 that you'd love to share with us, we'd love to We'd love to hear it. So- just one player. Who's oh, what, your, one, okay, who's your just first one. name in the team sheet? Okay. We break out 11. I mean, if you have a full 11 you want to share with us as well. Go for it. Go for it. I won't say no to that. I'm keen uh, to hear yours next week, Lachlan. I am also keen to hear my own as well. I haven't really given it much thought, if you can't tell. Uh, that'll be it for this episode. Get in touch with us via socials. If you're listening on Spotify, jump into the, the question thing below let us know if you listen on apple listen the whole way through and then jump over to spotify and answer the question yeah i don't I, i'm not a spotify guy really yeah big yeah i know uh that'll be it <laughs> i've said that now the third time thanks so much for joining us we'll catch you next week till then enjoy the football <laughs>